Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Information Edge. I'm your host, Darren Yancey. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And you can tell that it's been a full moon this week. Somewhere I see Nancy Pelosi just sit back and cackling. <laughs> Come along, my pretties, and vote for the John Lewis Act or whatever she would do. But hey, you know, we're, we're getting things done. Right now, here's what we've got going on. We've got insanity at all levels. Now, look, you could do one of two things. You can, well, there's actually several things. You can go dig, dig a hole, throw yourself in it, and wait for things to work out. Um, you can try to negotiate your way out. You can try to fight your way out. You can try to think your way out of certain things and take action. And we are in really just some phenomenal times right now, and I know some of that's good and some of that's not good. But the real question we have to ask ourselves today is, can the republic survive? Ten months ago, no, actually, yeah, nine months ago, I blogged an article about how to save the republic basically after what happened in the 2020 election. There was a lot of things that laid out, and I got that from several people inside state legislatures. We've got to do this, we've got to do this, got to do this. I didn't think at the time that we were under full-scale commie attack okay and that's what it is so let's take the gloss off of it let's take the brown paper uh bag off the top of the ugly and let's start calling this stuff what it is it's a full-scale communist attack now it didn't happen overnight by the way everybody goes well you know when did it happen well i think it really goes back to the last decade and i think probably in 06 really 0506 when the Democrats took back the Republican held house, there were a lot of efforts at that time that were starting to be made uh, with what I call down ballot positions. They were looking at city council. They were, they were looking at school boards. They were looking at county commissioners in addition to state reps and federal. And they started putting people in these positions that would have influence in ways that were un-American. When they're out of sight and out of mind, you don't see what's happening. See, folks, you know, the old saying was that Benjamin Franklin, after they came out of the Constitutional Convention in 1787, he was asked, well, what do we have? Supposedly, the response was, well, madam, a republic, if you can keep it. And that's what we are as a republic, if we can keep it. You see, right now, I think if the founding fathers came, if they uh, evaporated or excuse me, whatever the word is, apparated and came out of their graves and walked around and started going on. I think they'd start stacking these communists uh, like wood and say, what the hell's wrong with you people? And I think it's something we're at a point. We've got to really examine how we save the Republic or are we at a point we have to look at alternatives? And that's the discussion for today. We're going, to, we're going to get deep into this, and, and I don't want you to think that this is a negative show. I don't want you to think this is depressing because I, I'm, I'm in neither way. I'm not depressed. I'm not negative, but I'm a realist, 
And if some things have to change to go back and regain what we had, I'm willing to make those changes for the greater good of our nation. So here's the reality. Right now, we're in a civil war. We actually have been in a civil war really since March of last year when COVID was brought out as a way to bring down a president, folks. Look, if Trump did nothing else, he has awakened the country. I thought we were awake when Obama came in. I think we had a degree of consciousness. I think we had a degree of clarity, but I think it took Trump to actually expose both sides of the Republicans and Democrats. They're the swamp creatures that they've been. I'm not saying every Democrat's a swamp creature. I'm not saying every Republican is, but a majority of them are. If the Republicans had done their job in November, we'd have a much different situation right now. And now as citizens, we've got to fix the situation. We have to fix it. Nobody else is going to fix it for us. Okay. So if you doubt that we're in a civil war right now, I would say go back and look at the states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, that were just, you know, just destroyed by Antifa, by Black Lives Matter. And it was done by communist governors that were elected, okay, viewed as moderates. They got in there and they showed their true colors. Right now, look at what's going on in California and Oregon. California, I think, is where things are going to start. I think that state has had enough. I'm watching clips coming out of there on a day-to-day basis where you're starting to see people, citizens coming together and going and confronting Antifa and BLM and just absolutely just slapping the snot out of them. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I know there's a soy boy out there that thinks, oh, well, you know, I've had all no one's no one's pressed me so I can go do these things. Let me tell you something. When a real man hits you, you're going to feel it. Um, when red blooded Americans get enough and, and they're getting enough, you're going to feel it. And I think it's starting in California. But let's also look what's happening in Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> their governor, Kate Brown, has now said, well, you have to wear a mask outside whether you're vaccinated or not. Really? First off, under what authority does she have that? Uh, I'm sorry. There's this thing called the 14th Amendment. No, you don't. If they try to enforce it, slap the person that, that tries to enforce it. I'm sorry. I back the blue, but not on this. If, if, if you're an officer and you're trying to enforce that, that is an unconstitutional edict. You should not be enforcing that. Go back and look at the oath that you took. It's not to your governor. It's not to a president to the law of the land right now because of defunding of the police in portland you are having nightly clashes between antifa and the proud boys which the proud boys have been labeled as a white supremacist group even though they're run uh by someone who's actually uh african-american and uh, cuban i think that's hilarious so obviously the stereotype is kind of stupid but right now i mean proud boys are handing them their ass and they're getting tired of it. Watch California and Oregon, because I'm telling you some things are coming out. of it. If you're living in a blue state right now with a governor that has imposed these draconian sanctions. First off, shame on you if you're if you're allowing it to happen. But I'm going to tell you something, it's going to get worse for you before it gets better. Because what you're going to start seeing is supply chain anywhere where this lawlessness occurs, the supply chain is going to start either getting very, very expensive because it's going to cost more to go there to take the risk, or they're simply going to avoid it because of the risks. I can tell you right now, I know what's going on in the insurance industry. I'm in the insurance industry, and there is lots and lots of chatter. If you're, you're in an area that has defund the police or Antifa going out there, 
Uh, you're probably getting policies renewed. You're getting massive rating hikes. I mean, these 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 municipalities can talk a good talk, but eventually they got to cut some checks. It's going to get very expensive. You've got to start making the political changes. I'm seeing things happening on the ground in California and in Oregon. I think those states are already in a civil war. The question is, is it going to spill over everybody else? And and let's let's stop and, and look at those terms. When I use the word civil war, I don't use it. I don't use it haphazardly. Okay. The last one we had, depending on the statistics that you see, was somewhere between 600,000, upwards of 750,000 American souls that were slaughtered men and women, brothers and sons and fathers that slaughtered one another. Everybody says it was over slavery. No, it wasn't originally over slavery. It became over slavery as an addition to it. It was over economic supremacy is what it was. That's what happened. Now we're talking political supremacy. You've got one side that wants capitalism. You've got one side that wants freedom. And you've got another side that wants the government to do everything. And they're going to control you. They don't want you to own property. They don't want you to have personal assets. They want you to be a ward of the state. Guess what? That's not what we're raised on. And there's enough of us here that can still put up a fight, that still have arms. We'll go down that path if we have to. We're going to try to find ways to not go down that path. But ultimately, if we're pushed, we can't. So, I mean, I don't want to lose at that time. That was roughly two and a half, three percent of the population. Can you imagine if that actually goes to a full scale civil war here today? You're talking between six to seven million people. That's a lot of death. Nobody wants that. I know some of these squirrely Antifa people think that. No, they don't. They really don't want that much bloodshed. And my concern is once the real bloodshed starts, it won't stop without a scourge. And I'm not worried about the conservative side. We're the people with the guns and the ammo. You're not going to get it from us. And you push it to the point we got to use it. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see people hunted down in the streets because of their political views. But you could only push people so far. So we've got to find ways around this. We got to find ways to be, have a peaceful transaction, hopefully to fix it. But what if we can't? What, what if we've reached a point where we can't fix it? What if we've changed to that point? What might be some of the trigger events that would actually say, okay, we're either going to go all out to the carpet or we got to sit back and go, you know what? Maybe we need to look at having 50, Republic, 50 republics. And different things, because there's I think there's specific trigger events that could make that happen. And we're already seeing some of these trigger events being attempted right now and being played out in the political theater. So the question is going to be, if they're actually successful, what will be the response? And I I, I take my pulse. Okay, I, I have a big pulse out there. Social media, obviously, we see what's going on social media. But I'm pretty well involved in my state machine politically, my county. Um, keep a pretty good hand on what's happening nationally with a lot of contacts. I've got several sectors that I keep my hands on, trucking being a big, big part of it. Okay. Um, we do it from an insurance standpoint. I've got a lot of friends that are in the trucking business. We keep a real short tab because the trucking industry is kind of the lifeline of the country. And if the trucking industry goes belly up, we got lots of problems that the government cannot fix. 
So that's one of the reasons I participate in that heavily because that needs attention. So the question is, what's going on? What's the feel? Well, the feeling is people want to get back to normal. They want to get back to freedom. They want to get back to their lives, but they feel at every turn right now, they're being thwarted. They feel at every turn, someone's trying to take their freedoms. They feel at every turn, someone's trying to do something that they don't have the constitutional right to do. And they're reaching a point of frustration because they don't want to be violent, but they're being pushed into a corner of violence. You know, when you, when you corner an animal, you, you better be prepared for them to defend themselves. A lot of people are getting cornered. We don't want to see that. we got to figure a way out of it. And I think I've got a couple of ways. We'll talk about that. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Darren Yancey on the Information Edge podcast. By the way, this is live. If you want to be a part of it, if you think I'm full of baloney or whatever adjective you want to use, 866-472-5788. We're going to pay a few bills. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. I'm your host with most bringing you what you need to get through the week and not go out and get drunk and wrap your car around a telephone pole. All right. We want you to exercise the mind here and think about how we get through all this. Cause we're, we're, we're in some turbulent times. Um, you could argue probably some of the most turbulent since we've been in an actual war, like world war two. 
Um, we shouldn't be. I went over the disaster that was Joe Biden last week. We're not going to even get into that. I mean, I know I could I could sit there and eat at that political trough, you know, all day long. But look, right now he has to be either removed via impeachment and probably court martialed or removed via the 25th Amendment. That just needs to be a continual beat that goes through. And hopefully somewhere the Republicans find a set of balls uh, other than those of Lauren Barbert or Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I find it amazing that the only uh, people in the U.S. House with a real set of nads have to be two females. How'd that happen? Come on, man. Find them. Do something. You know, good Lord. Or, or you know, or Marjorie, go give some to some men. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, do something. Lord have mercy. So we were talking about going into the break, trigger events. Now, what I call a trigger event, um, unlike the word triggered, which is something Donald Trump Jr. came out last year uh, with a book against liberals. You know, are you, are you triggered, bro? But there are events that could trigger all out chaos and war. And legislation is a big part of it. Now, there, there's one that we've dodged a bullet on thus far, but it's not dead. Earlier in the year, I did a review of the proposal for HR1 or what I call the Swamp Rat Act. And if you go to the information edge, dot um, net and you scroll down to blogs you can read that i've also got pending legislation of those that came through and it's it passed out of the house went to the senate became s1 um it fortunately did not pass but it's not dead yet okay what is happening right now is the democrats in congress are doing everything they can to federalize the elections and understand something, folks, the foundation, the very forming of this country. Okay. When the founding fathers came together and said, okay, we're going to come together as a uh, collective of States and form a federal union. The one thing they feared the most was that the federal government would become too large and usurp power. Why? Because they'd seen it happen in England. Okay. So the States put checks and balances so that the federal government would never grow beyond its limits. Although if you allow it to happen, you have those problems, okay? If you go through the election process, the elections are specifically under Article 1, Section 4, specifically stated with the state legislators, not Congress, not a local judge, not a federal judge, not a secretary of state, your state legislatures, okay? The problem we had with the, the election that was taken from us, and I think every state that had the electronic use of Dominion needs to go back and audit their results. And it's not just a presidency we're talking about. It's potential House and Senate seats. That's why the Democrats don't want this to happen, but they don't have control. The DOJ has no control here. He can't go do anything. He can threaten all he wants. I loved it when Arizona said, you want to come out here and do something? We'll throw you in jail. I loved it. And that's what we have to have. It's time to regain our moxie and tell the federal government, no, no, no. You work for us, not vice versa. If we want to audit the results, we'll audit the damn results. And whatever they are, they are. If it says Joe Biden won, okay, then you deal with it. You deal with your lumps. And if it says no, we got a couple of million ballots that came in here that have no creases on them, no envelopes on them, no uh, date, um, then we're going to change an election. I've had numerous people email me and social media. Well, there's no provisions in the Constitution to reverse an election. No, there's not. There's also no provisions in the Constitution to allow fraud to go. 
dumbass. Come on. Really? Really? But you'll have people make that argument. You'll have people make that argument. Well, H.R. 1 was designed to federalize elections. Okay. Now they're coming out with something called the John Lewis Act, which is to basically give more voting rights. Let me tell you, this all boils down to two things. They don't want voter ID. And they want you to be able on any basis whatsoever to mail in a ballot, as many ballots as you want. Folks, when that happens, we are no longer the United States of America. We're the banana republic of of something. And that's what they're trying for. First off, it would be a constitutional amendment. Why? Because Article 1, Section 4 enforces that. But they would try to bypass that. Then you'd be left with SCOTUS. Maybe they do good. Maybe they don't. I'm seeing some rulings I like. I'm seeing a few. I'm going, eh, okay, all right. I don't know. I don't want it to go there. Let me tell you something on the John Lewis Act that's coming out. And right now they are hammering, hammering. Democrat senators, Kristen Sinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia, which, by the way, those are both red states, just so you know. And there's a reason that they're, that they're making their stance. They like probably keep their job. Here's the reality. They want to end the provisions for the John Lewis Act, which is another way they're trying to pass H.R. 1, is they want to put provisions in there to limit the Supreme Court's ability to do judicial review on voting rights. Did you hear what I just said? They want to limit the Supreme Court's ability to do judicial review on voting rights. You cannot have one house of government restrict the powers of another house of government. It's unconstitutional in its forming. But that doesn't mean they're not going to try it. That doesn't mean that the house is, the house is going to, they're basically, look, this is like shit through a goose right now. It's going to go and it's going to go out. Okay. It's going to hit the wall on the Senate. It's going to boil down to cinema and mansion as to whether or not they will prevent it from passing. Now, those are filibusters, so they still got to have 60 votes. Oh, and now, right now, because the, the filibuster doesn't work for them. Oh, my gosh, it's the most, it's the most unconstitutional. And just diarrhea coming out of it. I just, oh, it's just terrible. It's, it's, it's doing everything. It's just prevent people from voting. It's just the filibuster. It's just, just, it's just awful. It's garbage. The filibuster was there to debate bills to have. The Senate is supposed to be the Look, when you have insanity in the House, the Senate is supposed to be the same side. Okay? There's a reason the filibuster was put in there. It's always been there. The only time the Democrats have decried it is when it's not working for their advantage. Okay? But you got to watch this because it's going through. They're going to keep trying this. They want to federalize elections. And ladies and gentlemen, if they federalize an election, that is what we call a trigger event. That is what we call an event that would be so chaotic that it could throw the country into just deep, deep poo. I don't want to see that happen. They don't have that right. If the federal government's going to take it, they want to basically keep the Democrats in power into perpetuity, then I'm not, I'm not going to pay taxes. And I'm going to start doing bad things to federal people that come on our lands. Let me give you a true story of what happened this past year with me in the census. February last year, census comes out to me. Envelope. Says you can do this online. So I went in, set it off. Several months later, someone from the census knocked upon my door. 
And I said, Mr. Yancey, we don't have your census information. We'd like to get your census. And I said, well, I turned it in online. I said, well, we don't have it. I said, well, that's not my problem, is it? Goodbye. Shut the door. They stood there dumbfounded for about five minutes and realized I wasn't going to open the door again and left. The next day, a different person comes by. Mr. Yancey, we need to get your census information from the U.S. Census. We had the same discussion. Outside the door. Day three arrives, and one of these knuckleheads comes up. I answer the door this time with my Mossberg 12 gauge. And as I'm talking to them, I rack one. And I said, I've already sent this in. If you've lost it, it's your problem, not mine. And if you step on my property again, I'm going to lose part of your behind on my concrete. To which the lady said, well, I'm going to call local law enforcement and have you arrested. And I said, ma'am, his name is Adam King. He's the local sheriff. And I said, be sure to tell him Mr. Yancey says hi. They never showed up on my doorstep again. Now, the reason I share that story with you is government is only as strong as you allow it to be. The only thing I want strong in my federal government right now, my military. I do want members of Congress strong when it comes to protecting my liberties, but right now they haven't protected liberties in a long time. We have to be firm. And I think federalizing elections without taking a constitutional vote, which is what is required to change the Constitution, is a trigger event. They're trying it right now. I don't want to see it happen. The other one, this one's been quiet, but it's still out there, is called H.R. 127. I did a show on it as well. That is the bill that is designed to effectively end your Second Amendment rights. That's been very quiet. Not a lot of activity on it. I think March is the last time they sent it out and it went to all the committees and it's kind of been quiet, but it's sitting out there. Okay. It's sitting out there. It hasn't, the Senate hasn't done anything on it. There's no action. I think they realize they don't have the votes on the Senate side. But the reason I bring it up, you can, again, go to my site, informationedge.net, go down to proposed legislation, go to the federal, go to H.R. 127 and read it and, and listen to the episode on that. I, I went through the whole bill. It might give vomit. I mean, they want you to go through psychiatric evaluations and pay an insurance tax. Oh, just all kinds of crap that is directly against that. But that's another trigger. I'm telling you, those of us that have our firearms, we're, 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 we're pretty gung-ho about uh, keeping it, and, and we'll fight. So those are trigger events. We don't want to see them become reality. Now, we're up against a hard break. When I come back, I'm going to talk about another trigger event that I'm worried about could happen that could take us down the wrong path. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. This is a live show, 866-472-5788. If you want to be a part of it, we'll pay a few bills and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. We're talking about can we keep the Republic? How do we keep it? Or is it gone? You know, uh, it's a it's a viable question right now because we are being attacked and invaded by the communists. What do we got to do to save things? In the last segment, I was talking about trigger events and we talked about the potential loss of trying to take away your Second Amendment rights. The last one that I would call a major trigger event. OK, and it is being pushed right now is mandatory vaccines. OK, we've never mandated vaccines for other than things that are just absolutely devastating to the population. Um, we don't mandatory vaccine for the flu. And this is a, a basically an upper respiratory infection, folks. You go back and do hard crunch data on the CDC's numbers. This is not the world killing bubonic plague that the media makes it out to be. It's, it's just not. Okay, maybe people get sick. Maybe they rush the hospitals. Maybe for their couple of weeks, the hospitals are going, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're overstaffed. We're understaffed and we're overworked. Oh you know, I find it amazing that, you know, some of these hospitals are telling their people that, you know, they're, they're calling them awful names because they won't get vaccinated. I got to tell you something. Right now, the old saying, it's my body, my choice, which is from the abortion movement. That's it. Look, if you want to take the vaccine, take it. If you don't, don't. I got COVID in January of last year. I haven't needed it. I've been tested three times. I'm fine every time. And I'm not going to take the jab. 
period. If someone from the federal government comes up to my door, I will answer the door with a shotgun and I'll give them, I'll give them a fair shot. I'll do, you know, I like the song. I'll, I'll give them three steps to get to the door and then I'm going to blow the backside of their butt off. And I'm not going to worry about it because I know where I live. They're not going to come get me. It's just not going to happen. You need to feel that confident about where you're at. I'm worried about mandatory jabs. Look, and I've heard about Pfizer. If you, if you really dig down, Pfizer is not approved. It's been given an extension to get an approval. Okay. Now, I, I'm not anti-vax. Okay. I think vaccinations are fine. I, I'm getting of age. I got to consider what I want to do the shingles vax. I'm probably going to do it because I really don't want to get shingles. Okay. But at the same time, you need to know your body. It's your choice. This is a 14th Amendment issue. And I got to tell you, if you're an employer out there, and I've seen some of these big employers and airlines that are saying, well, if you don't get the jab, uh, we may let you back to work or we may do this for your health insurance. Delta Airlines comes out. We're going to mess with that. You are asking for a lawsuit. And in the end, let me tell you what it's going to boil down to. Okay. It is going to boil down to scientific fact, which there's going to be, I promise you right now, right now, there are plaintiffs, lawyers, just doing bukus of research for when they start representing plaintiffs going in here because they grew a third eye or whatever it was because that person didn't mess with this. Remember, this is an mRNA jab. It is a DNA modifying solution. It's not an actual vaccine, okay? Which means if it changes your DNA structure, then you don't get it, but maybe it doesn't work. So remember, the facts will come out. They'll go back and dig through the CDC and they'll find out last year the CDC will say, really, it was only 6% of the reported deaths. Then they're going to come out with stuff like 98% of people are going to survive. If you're over 70 or you've got underlying health conditions or both, you could, you could die from it. Okay, you could die from the flu too. When the medical facts are used in trial, the trial lawyers are going to decimate. And I mean decimate. These employers, if you're an employer mandating a vaccine because say it ain't so Joe told you to, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. I promise. Here's what I would do. Look, look, I've been in insurance for 30 years. OK, I'm a commercial specialist. I'm forming my own program. I can tell you this before you make that mandate. I would check with your broker because I'm pretty sure there's going to be an exclusion in there under your employment practices for mandating an untested and unverified scientific jab. I'm pretty sure of it, which means when you get sued, there will be no insurance coverage, which means you're going to pay all the legal bills. And if you lose, it's going to come out of your funds, not the insurance company funds. And I can tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm part of the meetings. The insurance companies are not going to cover this under employment practices. They are not going to cover this under employment practice. They are putting policies out with exclusions left and right with language in there that if an employer comes out and mandates a coverage, employer on your own. So if you're mandating, you're stupid. I'm just telling you right now because I, matter of fact, what was it? Let's see here. Hold on. Hold, hold the phone. Let's see. There was, oh, yes. Informed Consent Action Network. If your employer is requiring the CV shot, please contact us. Freedom at ICanDecide.org. They're going to help you with legal. There's going to be a whole lot of these come out. 
I'm telling you, this is going to be a bigger buffet line than the, than the trial lawyers have had with the trucking industry, because this is going to be one of those. They're going to say, they're going to come out with the facts and the facts are, this is not, if, if people were dropping, if you, if you got this and you were dying in 24 hours and just hundreds of millions of people around the world were dying of all ages. Okay. That's one thing. Well, you also bake down the, the facts of what's happening with the resurgence. A lot of other people that have been vaccinated and maybe it's just because maybe that's what it's supposed to do. Maybe that vaccine is supposed to make you get it, have a lighter dose of it. You get the antibodies you go through. I would rather them have that conversation. Honestly, Hey, look, you're going to take the jab. You're going to get a mild case of it. Kind of like what could happen with the flu shot. And guess what? You're done. But they're not going to say that because, well, there's no truth in media anymore. I just employers beware because I'm telling you right now, you're going to see folks. I put this out. I kind of did a uh, pre-show blog. Can we keep the Republic? And uh, I was talking about some things that could do. You're going to start seeing lawsuits. You're going to see job changes. Okay. You're going to see changes in buying patterns and civil disobedience. We're going to be forming a, a new company for a tow truck program in the very near future. One of the ways I'm going to be recruiting, I'm going to tell people, we don't require you to be vaccinated. I'd like to know if you've had the COVID test or not. I may have you have a COVID test. See, that one's realistic. That's reasonable. Have you had a COVID test? But to force someone to take a jab into their body when you don't know their medical conditions, you don't know, maybe they can't take what, even if it's perfectly fine and effective, maybe that person's body can't take it. Woo. I'm telling you, the trial lawyers right now are doing their research. They're building their war chest because they're going to be coming after. And these are big companies, Goldman Sachs, Delta Airlines, all these. There's a lot of big, ah, we're going to mandate the VAX because you know, say it ain't so Joe say makes it so. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> and you're an idiot if you listen to him. You know, let's take let's take this off. Let's take off the gloves. Don't be an idiot. It's not worth it. You could say, hey, we want you to take, you know, COVID tests. Be sure that you're good. We want you a certain distance. We, you know, maybe you need to work from home. I can I can see all of that. Delta Airlines came out and said, we're going to reduce your health insurance benefit, which will cost you more because we think it could cost us more. <laughs> I'm telling you, these trial attorneys are going to feast. This is another trigger event. Okay. They're already talking about the nation of the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. And you already know who that is. Okay. Most conservatives don't like having it forced down their throat. Look, if I want to make an informed decision and I decide I want it, that's one thing. My son works for a medical uh, office. Actually had our doctor there. The medical office politically pressured him into taking the jab. Now, his was the Johnson & Johnson. So far, nothing's happened on it. We stopped using the doctor. He said, you know what? I'll find another doctor. If that's your position that you're going to push an un really at, at that time, an untested vaccine. I don't want to do business with you. There's a lot of people going to do that. This is going to change how America does business. 
because if we get down to the enforcement of our rights, there's going to be people that are going to say, if you're not vaccinated, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Okay, fine. I mean, you know, that I might want to say, I need to see your car to be sure that you've had your uh, measles and mumps and rubella and uh, that you don't have um, hep C or hep B and that you don't have syphilis and all kinds of stuff. If you, if you can provide me that, I'll be more to let you see mine. But if you can't, who the hell are you to tell me what I can and can't do regarding vaccination? It's a trigger event. It's a trigger event. The question is, <laughs> is that trigger event enough to, to push us over? I, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Now, then there are events that have a nexus between two of these. And I think that is where you can have really serious stuff hit the fan. And that's an example that is playing out right now in Australia. I don't know what in the hell's happened to the Aussies. They've lost their minds. This has been a country that has been relatively free. Place you could go and live kind of, kind of like us South 15, 10 or 15 years ago, they asked them to voluntarily turn in their weapons. They did. Today, Australia is cracking down because they're having a research. They're not having a lot of deaths. By the way, people aren't dying in droves, folks. They're just not. But because the, the, the hype's been built up, they're having cases. Oh, my God, we might use resources. We might have hospitals full. We can't let this happen. Australia right now looks like Nazi Germany of World War II. And I promise you, if those people had their guns, it would not be happening. So that H.R. 127, mandatory COVID vax, could, could there be an intersection in America? <sighs> mm, possibly. We don't want it to go there, but we got an example of what happens if it does. I don't want to be Australia. We can do better. We got to put our noodles together. So how do we do that? Is there a way to solve it? Is there a way to get things back on track? Or is it time to just say, to hell with it, we're going to have a divorce. I don't know. But we're going to talk about it in the next segment. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey, your host. Today, we're talking about can we save the republic? We'll pay a few bills. I'm going to have a drink, get some tea. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. Hi, folks. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. Can we save the republic? I don't know. But I know some steps that we can take to stop some of the current insanity. Because I think that's everybody's going, you know, if we can prevent any of the hijackings of the laws and we get to 2022, I think the because I know that there's going to be more election security this time around. Everybody's got hope that, OK, we we correct the situation in the House and the Senate. And I'm, I'm all on board with that. But there's something we can do right now. Oh, Oh, there's something we can do right now, Darren. Why did you say? Why did you not tell me that earlier? Well, you know, I, that's why I do a show. Go to the blog today, information.net, informationedge.net. Go to Keith Republic. Go down where that little says, What can be done now? Okay. The only nonviolent action that we can do right now is called the Article 5 Convention of States. That's Article 5 out of the Constitution. Okay. Go to that. You'll see Convention of States. Go to that site and you can see who's in who's out we don't have enough yet i've been trying to get someone from the convention of states actually come on the show the gentleman that i used to have uh he's went on to a different nonprofit. he said well i'd like them to come on but i'll have someone on the show in the near future so we can actually talk about what the convention of states would be but that right now is their most immediate way i mean if 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 enough states tomorrow came out and signed on with the resolution we could walk into the halls of congress and yank every one of those sons of bitches out and take over. That can happen now. Just think about it. So is your state doing its part? You can go there and see who's enrolled, who's who's considered. And I got to tell you right now, it's there's a lot. Uh, specifically, there's let's go to progress states, bunch of states in there, Georgia, Alaska, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Indiana, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arizona, North Dakota, Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Utah, Mississippi, uh, states where it's passed in one chamber, but not the other, New Mexico, Iowa, South Dakota, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, with the exception of possibly Virginia, all those states should be on board with it. States considering the Convention of States, 
Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Okay. We get that to happen. You stop the madness now. That's your state be involved. That's that's what the Constitution, this document right here, allows us to do right now. Okay? And we get rid of the nonsense. If your state's not a part of it, you need to be wearing your legislative bodies out. I understand if you're in a blue state that's got some of these draconian governors. Brother, I, I, I feel for you. That's all I can say is I feel for you because there's not a whole lot we can do for you right now. But what happens if it's a time for a divorce? What if we've reached a point where we really we can't reconcile? We've changed too much. We've got concentrations of conservatives here and liberals here. I think if you look at a map, we got whoa, a lot of conservatives. But there's a lot of liberals out there. And I'm not saying I want to round them up, and burn them and shoot them. I don't want that. I want to live peacefully. But what if we've reached that point? We just can't get along anymore. Do we really want a bloodbath? No, we don't want that. What if we were able to sit down and say, you know what? We can't make this experiment work anymore. We're going to become 50 republics again. And, and we're going to work within our state's boundaries. I think you see a lot of shifts of populations. The liberals would go to very liberal states. I think concern. I mean, I, I think you'd see some shifts. But how would it work out? Stop and think about it. What currency would you use? Now, it's not that I doubt the American dollar, but oh, what are these things called cryptocurrency? Oh, yeah. Do you know one of the reasons that a lot of the younger millennials are attracted to cryptocurrencies? Because the government can't regulate it. There's a lot of millennials out there that don't realize they're conservative because they think it's uncool. But believe it or not, when you want to have your own freedom and currency, that's a conservative thing. That's a good thing, by the way. Trade agreements. How would you work out trade agreements? Not everybody's, not everybody's on a port. What would you do with the former U.S. debt? Would states allocate a portion of it, or we would basically tell the world, uh, "Stick it, we're done." I don't know, but it's a question. Mutual aid protection agreements. When I was a volunteer uh, commissioner for our county and we had our had some cities that would back up to our boundaries, we had what's called mutual aid agreements. We would help each other over our, our boundaries and our borders. Would you have that between states? And who would actually be the protectorates? And I'm talking about armed forces, not just your, your state guard, but armed forces. There's a lot to consider, but the reason I bring it up, because we I don't know. We may be working, walking down that path and, and understand if we had to do that at one time, that does not mean we could never come back together again. But we cannot allow the federal government in its current form to continue on. So we either have to have an Article 5 convention of states, we have to have a successful election, or this experiment must end. Because people's freedoms are being trampled on. And that's not what this was about. That's not what people put their livelihoods and treasures on over 250 years ago on the line for us. They didn't do all that sacrifice so that one day we could sit here and go, oh, I guess we'll just be rolled over. And there's too many of us in this nation that enjoy the freedoms of what we've had, and we're simply not going to sit back and roll through. 
So we've got to figure a solution out. I would love to say that that's, I'd love to do an Article 5 convention. Oh my God, what I'd love to do an Article 5 convention. The next best thing would be have the electoral, the election process fix it. But I think right now everybody is, doesn't trust the election process, especially considering some of the things that they're trying to pass. So we have to talk about these things. We have to talk because nobody wants to have a civil war and have 67 million people die. It's barbaric. It's what separates the United States from the banana republics. We don't want to be a banana republic, but we're approaching it. We're approaching it awful fast. But nothing that's been done cannot be reversed. Even some of the legislation that's been passed, you can strangle it in another session with another Congress in the House Mean House Ways and Means Committee. So all this stuff can be fixed. We just have to have the will and we have to find the way. Now, I'd like you to follow me on social media. My uh, handle uh, is at DGYancey65. You can follow me on Twitter and on Gab and on Parler. Probably follow me on Gab and, and Parler. I don't know how much longer Twitter is going to put up with me. I was banned from Twitter for a week for calling uh, Michael Moore uh, a lard ass. Uh, I told him to go go cry me a river uh, and eat some ho-ho's lard ass. And I got banned for a week. Yeah, that's it. That was the tweet right there. I, I, I guess, you know, I, I guess obesity is now a disability with Twitter. You know, you, you, you call somebody a, a fat ass and they're, oh, <laughs> you hurt my feelings. I don't really give a rat's ass about your feelings. Uh, and if that hurts your feelings, <laughs> you're listening to the wrong show. But you can also follow me uh, on my website, informationedge.net. I do my blog there. I've got also all the resources. If you go to that, it is a resource site for you, okay? Uh, it's got our advertisers. It's got the blog. It's got the show topics, the main ones. I go out of the, all the time. Government sites, you can go through pending legislation, podcast library. So it's a great resource site for you that you can go through and be active on and be part of what is happening right now. Because we got a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, some of this is just crazy, but we're going to get through it. Look, we survived Jimmy Carter. We survived Barack Obama and we will survive Joe Biden. But we got to pull together collectively and use our intelligentsia to do that. I enjoyed bringing this message to you today. I hope it was good for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something from it. Got a little entertainment from it. Got laughing at it. Made the, uh, made the wheel spin inside the mind. I do read all those emails. And uh, last week, you little boogers were very, very proficient. Send them to me. I love them. Keep them out. Follow me on social media. And I'll bring you another message next, next week. Have a great week. This is Darren Yancey with the Information Edge podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.